Good evening, welcome to episode 7 of the Cinefreak Show. My name's Andy, with me tonight is... It's Marcus. And, um, yeah, how you doing, mate? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah? Mm. Have you come across any holograms lately? Um, not, not at home, anyway. Right, okay. Well, um, I would watch out, because he's been watching King Kong lately. So, right. you know, just stay out of the valley, is, is what I would say. Oh. <laughs> so it could get, yeah, it could get a bit weird. But uh, anyway, moving on. Um, we got a film tonight, so uh, what have we got, Gary? Uh, tonight's cinematic journey promises to be rather intriguing. We're venturing into the world of The Flesh Eaters from 1964, a classic B-movie with some unexpected charms. While it may not have the lavish budget of mainstream films, it compensates with its memorable characters, a captivating villain, and surprisingly effective, albeit budget-conscious, special effects. So, my dear hairy apes, prepare yourselves for a unique experience, and let's start by getting a taste of the flesh eaters through its intriguing trailer. It takes just 10 seconds for the flesh eaters to strip the last bit of flesh from any living thing. Once they sense it, they lead their way to anything that comes between them and their meat. They stood alone, surrounded by the most abominable threat ever faced by human beings. Don't touch those things! I need bandages, strips of cloth, anything! Quickly! One by one, half mad with terror, they turned upon each other. You'll die first, Butcher! You'll die first! You killed her! Animal! You will lie down in one of the contaminated areas and be our guinea pig. Okay, The Flesh Eaters from 1964. What an enigmatic title. It's so provocative, isn't it? It, it says a lot of things. Um... If this was a 1974 film, not 1964. Did I say 1964? I can't remember. It's 1964. It is 1964. If this was 1974 or 1984, I would think zombies. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. No. Um, Yeah. So, as you say, yeah, that's a a title for a specific genre of film that most people came to know. But this being before that, it's uh, dealing with a totally different subject matter I would it, say it is but it, it does have relevance mm. and um, it has a kind of mm, let's say you know of its time it was ahead in certain ways I, I think so definitely you know so you know and, and 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 the title kind of taps into that but anyway so let's get to the let's get to the film and as usual folks I forget to mention this but as usual there will be spoilers. Um, we we won't spoil the end, but we'll you know we'll, we'll take you through the plot. So what have we got? We've got three main characters to start with. Um, we've got Laura, um, her assistant. Laura's a movie actress. Yep. Okay. Um, and a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> a fairly <laughs> profound drunk. Yes. Fairly. We we discover pretty early on that she's got a bit of a weakness for the booze. Um, it's they don't try and hide it. No, no, no. It's, a, it's a feature of uh, her her part in the film, really, isn't it? It's it very much is. Yeah, it's and it gets her into trouble later on. Um, <laughs> big trouble, big trouble. So yeah, she's she's got, she she's a she's a movie actress. She's got to get to an award ceremony or something like that, and she has with her um, Jan, who long suffering assistant. Yeah. Typical kind of setup there, isn't it? Right, right. These two have been together for a while. Um and they've got to get to wherever. Um I don't know if they actually say, but you know, they've got to get somewhere. It's not important because they're not going to get there. <laughs> so we're not worried about that. Um and so it's it 
Like all good B-movies, and this is definitely a B-movie, it gets on with things pretty quick. Mm-hmm. There's no great preamble. We don't get like 15 minutes of, you know, character build-up or... No. They've got to get somewhere, so they have to hire a plane. Yeah, indeed. <clears throat> um, turns out that it's uh, a seaplane, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is a seaplane. Is there a reason for that? I don't know whether they're kind of sitting in sort of the Miami area where seaplanes are... Bit, were a bit more of a feature in those possibly those times. yeah possibly um again the geography of this film is a little bit off uh, <laughs> um i mean this is we should say this is an american film and like you say they probably i think they might be starting out in miami um on their way to new york via seaplane fair enough um i mean this is the 60s i suppose so it's you know there is i mean there are plane you know there is regular sort of, you know uh commute planes but not it's not as common as today. No. <clears throat> and I think it was a very last minute dot com that they had to get there. Right. Because, you know, um, um, sorry, uh, uh, Laura, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, she, um, yeah, she's obviously got <clears throat> an alcohol problem. So she's not the most coordinated. Right. So it was, right. you know, the long suffering secretary had right. to sort of work something out on the fly. Right. You get so. the feeling that this is a bit sort of last minute, you yeah. know. Uh, probably because she's been pissed for the last week. <laughs> it's, it's sort of the implication. So, yeah, so they've got to get somewhere, so they have to hire a plane. And they do so. Um, they hire a plane piloted by our hero, mm-hmm. um, Byron Sanders, as Grant Murdoch. Have you seen him in anything before? <laughs> I don't think I have, but no. he has a look about him. He does. That, you know, that kind of everyman hero yeah. kind of look. He's kind of very square-jawed. Um, I won't say bland, but, you know, he's he is what he is, isn't he? Mm. Um, yeah, I, I had the same thing. I don't think I have seen him anything before, but you, you feel like you have. Mm. Like, to me, he would suit a Western, Yeah, yeah. you know, quite well. Um, but he is... Uh, he is one of those characters which crops up a lot in 50s, 60s movies, you know, um, ex-military, uh, GI. And, you know, they're kind of, they're, they're scraping a kind of solo existence, you know, they're, they're kind of... Yeah, trying to find their way back in the world after, right. after their war experiences. Right. So he's a pilot. He he, he, he uh, pilots his seaplane and he takes them to wherever they're supposed to be going, except... They don't get there. No, because um, due to the nature of, 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 of getting there within a certain time frame, mm-hmm. um, I think he gets paid a, above average uh, money because he doesn't initially want to, to take them. That's right, yeah. It's a risky job because there is a storm about Exactly, yes. And the, and the air traffic control, I say air traffic control, basically the woman in the room somewhere. <laughs> just, yeah. That's it. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That, that's ATC in 1964, apparently. Um, she kind of says, you can't go. She's not giving him permission to fly. And he just says, bugger off, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, I've been given quite a, bit, a substantial amount of money. <laughs> and she's, she just gets the arse them, like, oh, oh, off you go then. <laughs> So, yeah, so the storm happens, and um, they don't exactly crash land, do they? But No, I think, actually, it wasn't even the storm that causes the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was actually just generally engine trouble. That's right, that's right, yes. Weird, yeah, you'd think it would be the storm, wouldn't you? But no, um, the storm actually does come in later. Yeah, so they, 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 they ditch... Um, Near an island. Handily, because it's a seaplane. Because it's a seaplane, yeah, plot (laughs) reasons. Um, Near an island, a Caribbean island. Caribbean island, in inverted commas. Covered in corn. (laughs) With with a cliff that looks like it's from Dover. Yeah, yeah, or or, or somewhere in, in, you know, Portugal or somewhere. Right. (laughs) (laughs) This is no Caribbean island, folks. Um, but, you know, it's an island. Budgetary, budgetary constraints. It's a budget Caribbean island, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, again, not to labour the point, yeah. but it is a B-movie. Yeah, of course, yeah. You, you take that on board, it's part of the humour and the... the it's part dumb. of the fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're not on board with that, you, you, you know, you this take, isn't a you big You take budget it too problem. seriously, aren't you? Yeah. You are, and you're missing out on, on the fun of B-movies. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, you know... The whole the whole joy of B movies is like how do we make this happen on zero money and you know use your imagination and 
exactly. come up with crazy films like this. Um, yeah, so they, they land on the islands, um, but they're not alone. <clears throat> no. Um, so they land, don't they? And it's a fairly featureless uh, island, isn't it? It's very barren, really, um, apart from all the corn. Yeah, apart from that. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, to, to sort of visualise it for the folks at home, you kind of nearly, I would say, 95% of the shots are on the beach. Mm, yeah. Which is actually quite clever because it gives you a feeling of an island. Yeah, absolutely. Not a terribly big island, to be perfectly honest. Mm. You know, there's an island. So um, I think we only really, there's only a couple of times we see, you know, beyond the beach. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they, they land. Um, now, do they meet their new friends straight away? I can't actually remember. I think they, they initially try to look for shelter. That's what they have to look for. Right. Because um, I don't think they want to be in the plane when the storm hits. Right, right. So they try and look, look a bit there is inland. A storm, right. But before they even sort of get to do that, somebody appears. Somebody, somebody they're going to regret meeting later on. Spoilers. Hmm. Um, Professor Bartell. It's a bit strange that he's on this island in the middle of nowhere, <coughs> on his own. So it's how he, they come to um, uh, meet him, really, isn't it? Because they're standing on the beach, mm-hmm. sort of um, having a bit of a talk about whether they need to sort of go inland and, and find shelter. Right. And then all of a sudden, somebody appears. Somebody appears. Out of the water. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. In, in, a, in a diving costume. Yeah. It's like... Uh, Bear in mind, this is the same year as Doctor No, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 64, I believe. Um, yeah, it's not really like that at all, that particular famous scene. No, no. Is it Doctor No I'm thinking of? Uh, what, uh, it's one of those, anyway, on the early yes, Bond Yes, it was. Yeah. Ursula Andrews. Ursula Andrews, coming yeah. out of the sea. Right. So, it's, it's not it's, like it's that at all. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, <laughs> don't hope for anything like that. No. No, he's in the frog suit, isn't he? Yes, yes. So he's he's obviously up to something. And he's a professor. It turns out he's a professor, and he's doing experiments. Hmm. Yeah, um, he, ho- hopefully, sort of. You do think, you know, sort of um, marine experiments, mm-hmm. biological experiments. You'd hope. Uh, yeah, you'd hope. So that's the kind of indication he gives. I mean, he kind of is. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is, but you know, uh, benign. You'd think uh, is benign. It's not the full story. No. Um, but yeah, no, he yeah. So it's, they meet. And he kind of gives them. He's 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 doing science, yeah. You know, marine biology, like you say, um, with a very thick German accent. Yeah. Um, so it's not long after that that they kind of get their first shock, mm. which is they they find a skeleton, a human skeleton on the beach, I believe. Yes, they do. Paired to the bone, literally. Yeah, it's a literal. Um the type of skeleton that you get in uh, anatomical class if you're a medical student. Right. Um, it's just, just laid out on the beach. Right. It's just white, clean, just not a scrap on it. Um, yeah, there's probably a hoop in the in the skull somewhere. But obviously it needs explanation. <laughs> like, what the hell? Mm, yeah. Um, and I, I can't remember what the professor says. Does he say there's some type of fish or something like that? Or it's, something like it's something to do with the sea, something yeah. in the sea, yeah. Mm. Um, you kind of get the feeling he knows more than he's letting on. Yeah. Um, and I think our hero is entirely yeah, convinced. Yeah. The hero's been about a bit, so he's, you know he's no, he's no he's no easy touch. Right. He, like? Right. He's no pushover. He's a you know it's kind of there is a kind of theme of you know sort of brawn versus brain kind of going on there. Yeah. Sort of classic struggle. Um, but yeah, he, he's not convinced. We're not convinced. But, you know, it's early days, so it's you, early know, days. You, you, you know you give the benefit of the doubt, don't right? You? And anyway, there's a storm coming. They're on a desert island, full of corn, and um, they got batten down the hatches. So, um, so they do. They put up a tent. Well, uh, they get directed to the professor's tent. That is that's right. Up. Yes, yep. yes, and yes. they seek shelter there. Right, and uh, you know we've kind of got a, we've got one of these these situations. We've got a small cast, uh, you know. In a t- in a sort of you know intense situation, so you get that you know we're starting to get tensions within the group, largely because of the drunk. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's having massive withdrawal symptoms now. Right, right, and she, well, she's got a plan for that. Um, right, basically a suitcase full of booze. 
<laughs> no, there's no other way of putting it. Um, and I love the way it sort of tinkles. Yes, yeah, the bubbling clinks. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so she's she's all right. Uh, basically, you know, as long as she's got her booze, she's fine. Um, it's only when you know people try and sort of part her from her her, uh, her her booze that she kind of gets a problem. But yeah, so they're all kind of in the tent together, and um, we start learning about you know what the professor's doing here and all the rest of it. And there's a great shot. I think it's in this section. It may be later on, of because you know the professor's very friendly, very accommodating. Yes, yes indeed. You know, um, sort of sophisticated European sort right, of type of right. like manners, manners, and stuff. right. Um, but there's a brilliant shot, and we both we both kind of went, "Whoa!" Yeah, uh, of, a, 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 actually, a classic shot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's genuinely kind of, oh, geez, what that, what was that? It was intense. It was that kind of moment, um, and it's just it's just a shot of the professor kind of glaring evilly, yeah, evil, calculatingly, yeah, you know, just just exuding kind of evil, and it it's a terrific shot. It, it's it is a well shot film. Yes, cinematography is actually very very above what you'd expect from yeah. this type of film. Um, it it really has some there's some some great shots. Um, on the, I was going to say on the beach. It's all on the damn beach. Essentially, yeah. But it does have that, and I said this to you while we were watching it, it does kind of, in moments, it does kind of remind me of, like a sort of, you know, black and white, some of those sort of art house films you would get from, from Italy, because it's got that sun-drenched black and white quality. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks great a lot of the time. And, and also the sparseness, I think, helps. Yes, yeah. You know? Um, there's no buildings. There's no, there's no trees. So it focuses your attention right. on, on the on the on the cast, doesn't it? Really? Right, and it kind of gives it sort of almost a little painterly look sometimes, which I really like. Yeah, so she's she, yeah she's getting a little itchy because you know her little suitcase of trinkets um, is on the plane, isn't it? And they they don't want her getting yeah anywhere near that. No, <laughs> so she's kind of uh, kind of getting uppity about it. Um, the professor, he's kind of, he's just kind of letting things happen. He's sizing them up, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, also, we should mention this, the, her assistant. I mean, she's not she's not a massive character in the film, but let's be perfectly honest, she's the love interest. She's going to become the yes. love interest. Well, you're not quite sure whether it may be with... with, with this I is true. Initially, it might be with redeem the drunk kind of thing. I Could be, you know. yeah. Because, I mean, they're, you know, they're both attractive women. Mm. Um, but I, I think he's just too no-nonsense for... Right to part with her. Yeah. Yeah, her diva behaviour. Yeah. Um, so there's the four of them in the tent. Um, I think, do the other lot go out for a walk or something? They go to do something um, related to... Um, I don't know whether it's to. to I, I can't specifically remember what they were doing, but there well, was, was justification for them to go and do something. The thing, the problem is, like, there's a lot of things. They basically they're in the tent when they go out and do something. They're in the tent. They go in, mm. so you know the orders. It's quite easy to forget what happens and what order. But yeah, she she has the opportunity to it's go to out. Slip off, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. So that and and, and we should explain that the the plane is moored. Yeah, the seaplane is more to the beach. A giant anchor, that's right? More in it, stopping it from drifting away. Right, and the booze is in there. Yeah. <laughs> so where's she gonna go? Right. <clears throat> you know, it's um, they should have put a bloody watch on her base, <laughs> but they don't. But they don't. Yeah, they they thought she. I think she was initially sleeping it off, but she must have come to and gone right. I need, I need, I need my booze. I need my booze, man. Um. So, so she, that's what she goes out to do. She goes into the plane, doesn't she? She finds a suitcase and yes. just gets blind drunk, basically. <laughs> blind drunk, um, having a little chat with herself. Worries me. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, because, I mean, she's already self-pitying before this all happened. <laughs> now she's really, you know, she's going to town with it. Um and she's got a she's got a bag with her, isn't she? She's got a suitcase full of full suitcase full of booze. It's literally a suitcase full of booze. <laughs> um, yeah, I think she's got like two suitcases. One with clothes, yeah, a diva, and then right. you know, a specific one for alcohol. But that's it. Yeah, it's literally half of a baggage is, is booze. Um, so she's pissed up, and she ends up she ends up 
um, blotter on the beach, doesn't she? So she staggers out of the plane yeah. and decides, you know, I'm going to come back now uh, with my suitcase with me. You mm-hmm. did defiant. Right. But where she's so blotto, she kind of collapses on the beach yeah. and <clears throat> her suitcase drifts off. It drifts off. Oh, heartbreak. <laughs> thinking, oh, my gosh. But she's too drunk to notice. Yeah. Now, in the interim, the professor, I think, comes and finds her. He does. And a part of his fiendish machinations. Fiendish, you say? Yeah. <laughs> he cuts the cord of the of the rope or, or of the uh, you know of the anchor, mm-hmm. and then he wraps the cord around her her wrist, doesn't he? He does. He pushes the seaplane off, so it drifts off out into 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 the ocean. Yes, and um, they go looking. The others, he goes back, and then they, oh, where, where's where's uh, where's Laura? Where's so Laura? They, so they come looking for her, uh-huh. and then they find her, sort of blossom on the beach, and then she sort of comes to. This must be the next morning, or something. Yeah, like it was. That. Yeah, and um, you know, they're like, you know, what, what, have, what have you done? What? <laughs> You've got you've got pissed up and you've lost our plane. Yeah, and she believes yeah that she did that right. Now this is the first time we've seen the the um, the professor you know actually engage in evil. Mm. Um, we may have had our suspicions. Yes, but, uh, <laughs> now but, he's putting it into effect. Right, he's got a plan. Um, Laura's well, kind of, uh, sorry, her secretary's kind of, uh, even though it's her secretary, she has got a bit of a spirit. She's not a downtrodden secretary. No, 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 no. She'll put up, put up a fight and say, look, you know, you're being excessive. Or, right. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, she's not a pushover. Um, she's just long-suffering. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they're not happy with her. <laughs> and I love that, I love that scene, actually, because she gets really self-pitying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, what's happening? Why did I do that? I, I, <laughs> so I thought that was quite believable, actually, um, because it's you know there's no answer to, to this terrible crime that she's committed, as far as she's concerned. Um, you know, apolo- you know, apologising, sort of facing up to it, it's not going to happen. But the fiendish <laughs> professor, mm-hmm. he has a smooth answer, doesn't he, to say that hey, don't worry too much, guys. Uh, as a marine biologist, right. Uh, uh, you know, there's a there's a a boat that comes and gives me resupplies right. for every 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 once every two days or, right. or you know twice a week or something like that, isn't it? Right, that's so, right. Yeah, so that, all that, is not lost. Yeah, so there's a huge sense of relief uh, amongst, there is. Uh, amongst the group there. It's also worth pointing out that while all this is going on, we're kind of getting hints that there's stuff in the sea. Yes, that's not very good for you yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Um, some fish now wash up on the scene. Right after the body we initially find right. on the beach, stripped fish now wash up a whole shoal of fish wash up, totally stripped of flesh. Right, exactly, and and I think that's the first moment we see the special effects. Yes, yes, yes. Which, as far as I can make out, are basically just scratches on the celluloid. Yeah, yeah. Fine. It kind of works. It kind of works. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. gives you, you know, it gives you the information you need to know. It's far. I'm fine with it, honestly. Now, being a professor, um, you know, he's being questioned. What do you think? You're a marine biologist, so, you know, you should be in the know. Now, he does sort of tentatively give some sort of explanation about a possibility. Possibility. But he's a man of facts, he's saying. Right. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to speculate. Let wildly speculate about no, this. No, no, you no. Know, but it, it could be bacterial. Is it, was his Possibly. conclusion? That the, yeah. <laughs> he knows more than he's laying on. Yeah. Yeah, so but of course they don't haven't got a clue, you know. Um, he he clearly the one with the knowledge, but he's not laying on. Then we get the beatnik. <laughs> Omar, Omar, <laughs> the beatnik. Actually, we well we get a guy on a on a raft. Yes, yeah. Uh, we don't know he's a big. He's, got, a, he's got some kind of 1930s record player. <laughs> he does, because he's a from. fucking beatnik. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a sort of flag, he's got a paddle, and he, he's on this... Sandals, which he made himself. Yes, of course. <clears throat> yeah, it's all good beatniks do. Absolutely. <laughs> so he's kind of drifting towards the island. Yeah. Um, 
but they're kind of by this time they know they something's, know something's, something's wrong. See, like, yeah. you know, and they're trying to warn him, just don't come near us because yeah. we've worked don't, out now. Right. I mean, I'd be out there saying, "Don't come here, mate, because you're a movie bootnik. I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> Please go away." But yeah, no, they they know this stuff in the sea, and it's bad for you. And it and they know by now it eats your flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's out we've connected with the with the title. Um, but no, he comes in and he can't hear a damn thing because he's listening to his bloody record player. Hey man, yeah, so it's all groovy, baby. It's, it's all, it's all, it's all cool. I yeah. hate movie beatniks. Yeah, I, I don't know if you're getting this off me, but <laughs> getting the energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's an affectatiousness to them. Yeah, yeah, they're just right. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm getting the love waves. I'm getting the love waves from everybody. <laughs> I, it's one of. I just think it's one of those things. They were out of date. By ten years, you know, by the time these things kind of get on the screen, it's one of those things where Hollywood just is terrible at tapping into these kind of movements. If you've seen enough kind of sixties, I mean, they got a little better in the sixties, but I, you know, it's so cliched. Yeah, the only thing like he's missing really is a pair of bongos and a beret. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and yeah, some sort of poetry book. Right. It's it's a little bit strange though because he's really late for a beatnik, I think. Yeah, sixty four yeah, is just you know we're going into the hippie period pretty soon. So he's he talks like a beatnik and and he's got his sandals and the rest of it, but he doesn't particularly look. No, he doesn't look like yeah beatnik no, to me. Not, not really, no. So yeah, a, that was a bit weird. It was yeah. a bit strange. It was as if they were trying to do a beatnik character without. Sort of squeeze him in, like as if we wouldn't notice. It was really odd. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he, 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 yeah. I, I, he didn't need to be there, did he? No, he's as a beatnik anyway. No, exactly. Why make him a beatnik? <laughs> it's just, it's like it's like they thought we need to kind of we need to do something with this. You know, we, we need we, to amp it up. We, you know, we, we know what's happening, kids. Yeah. We, <laughs> God, we, we've got. We, you know, we know the zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah, it just don't. No, no, <laughs> it's bad. Um, but he right, he's got one purpose. Mm. Which comes later. Well, yeah, like in many films. Of right, genre. <clears throat> exactly. He's there for one reason, and we'll find, you know, it won't be long before you discover what that is. But, and also, where the hell has he come from? I think he was <clears throat> perhaps on the boat originally oh, right, with, okay. with, a, with a young lady right. that, that, that was originally eaten by right. the flesh eaters. Right. That's, that's how the film starts. That is how the film starts. We, we've completely neglected to mention it because it's actually. It feels quite disconnected from the rest of the film. The film actually starts without any of this lot on a boat with a young man, young woman. She's sunbathing. Mm. They kind of, you know, they're sort of playing around. She she jumps into the sea and he jumps after it. Mm-hmm. And she gets, and I got massive Jaws vibes from the, this bit, by the way. Yeah, it did. It did. Well, I'm, <clears throat> I'm assuming still Spielberg possibly watches it. Quite film. possibly. Um, <clears throat> she gets eaten and that's it. Yeah, she gets sort of dragged down. You right. see the sort of being dragged down right. under the water, don't you? So right. That sort of thing. Um, Bubbles and yeah. blood and stuff. And then kind of that's how we get the intro. Um, right. And I think that was that was Omar originally. I think it was. I think it was. But it's like, the, so why is he beat? You know, it, um, none of it makes sense. <laughs> 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 Nicks don't hang out on like yachts, do they? No, they don't. No, they can't, can't afford it. It's not their, it's it's not not their, their bag. Not their bag, man. <laughs> so, yeah. I, and if it wasn't him, they chose an actor who looked too much damn like him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they've kind of messed up there. Anyway, it's... It's, it's a B-movie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I don't think this is a bad film at all. No, I, I really like it. I really yeah, like it. and I'm not saying the beatnik... Ruins it. It doesn't, but it I, it feels unnecessary, um, and it slows it down because you're kind of going, oh, well, at least I am going. Oh, here we go. Yeah, we got part with his dialogue, and I just, I just think, I mean, it is definitely part of the character of the film, but it's one of those things that you forget if you've seen it before. You forget, and you're watching it, and you're going, oh god, yeah, this guy. <laughs> but are they setting him up really? Is it maybe that you, you maybe I don't know if they consciously thought this that. Let's get someone that's really annoying to you. That you, 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 you know, he's, he's, he's begging for. That's it. an interesting point. Is that a sort of prelude of the slasher movie? That's a really interesting point. Yeah, it could well be. And if that was their thinking, then you know, bang on. Because mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for him to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so bring on the flesh eaters. Just, just, just kill that beatnik now. Just, just oh, yeah. 
because he's because he's a movie beatnik. I got nothing against beatnik. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a bad cliche. But so anyway, he arrives and um, everything's groovy. Well, the fleshy try to get at him, don't they? <laughs> they do. They eat away his sandals <laughs> that he made, made himself. himself. <laughs> he's quite a pain to point that out. Um, so kind of manages to sort of. <clears throat> Get just um, in time, just across the, the sort of the ocean there, where, right. the, where all the fleshy eaters are. Yeah, he gets uh, to the beach. Yeah, so he gets to the beach. So, <laughs> you know, well done. Well done. Doesn't have much else to contribute, and they sit they sit around at the beach afterwards, and they have sort of eating a meal. And um, he's he's just talking bollocks because he's a <laughs> he's a movie beatnik. It's what they do. <laughs> I can't remember what he just go. Oh yeah, whatever. Uh, now suspicions are starting to get come more to the fore from mm-hmm. from certainly from the hero. Yeah. Um, so he wants to you know and and the secretary because she's as I say she's no you know dumb dumb blonde. No, she's not dumb blonde. No. So they 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 kind of team up and sort of start questioning him. They're starting to team up, aren't they? Mm. They're starting to become a, a kind of counterpoint to the, the professor um, because he's got plans because. Uh, like question him, mm. he has to kind of reveal a little bit more. <laughs> yes. So he he takes them uh, to 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 his reason to be on the beach. Mm-hmm. So uh, he says, "Follow me," and they go inland. A touch, a very rare moment of, of yeah, not on the beach, and then they come across this object, which is pretty big. Yes, yeah, so, so essentially a big cube, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's. What would you say, like several meters square? Yeah, yeah it was a fairly large device, um, and it looked it looked a bit Doctor Who. Yeah, definitely from from that kind of Doctor Who, you know, low budget kind of device type. You know, you right? Know, everyone knows what Doctor Who's like, right? Right, you know. exactly. And it's it's a massive cube mm. covered in discs. Yes, shiny discs, shiny discs, and this thing is a goddamn. Battery solar generator, solar generator, mm. which I thought for the period, yeah, w- was quite an advanced thing to know about. Did they have? Some? Yeah, this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I didn't even know about such things <laughs> in those times. I have, I have no idea. Well, but, you know, nowadays only people are starting to get into what solar is, aren't they? Right, right. And, they, and, they, and this is 1964. Yeah, they got a giant solar array battery, ten thousand volts, mate. Ten thousand. <laughs> <000 volts. laughs> this kind of worked, you didn't? Yeah, it? yeah, ten thousand volts. <laughs> that, that, that must have been sort of the 60s, you know, Uber power supply. One million pounds, you know, kind of one million dollars, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is kind of yeah. It's a bit dated. Um, ten, there's more voltage in your television. What you see are your old. TV. I think, um, but it sounds good. Hmm. They should have gone for the million volts. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was saying to you uh, earlier that you know the police will taser you with more than ten thousand. Right, volts. exactly. So, you know, this thing at ten thousand volts, a whole ten thousand volts. <laughs> it's massive. It's absolutely huge. You think this thing would hold a bit more than that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, just plug your phone into it. Um, yeah, but he's kind of revealed himself, and obviously, well, he's re- he's revealed some of what he's doing. Because th- what the hell has this got to do with marine biology for a start? Exactly. Yes, would be my question. Um, he's, you know, he, what's he? What else is he hiding? Yeah, he's got it's got this dodgy look about him. Yeah, it's got <laughs> thick, thick, thick German accent. You know, <laughs> you do the math. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I think our couple, because they're kind of becoming mm. a couple, aren't they? Mm. Murdoch and um, Jan. Mm-hmm. I think they go off for a nice little walk on the beach. They do that, or is it <clears> that <throat> they've realised now that these things are surrounding the island, mm-hmm. so they can't get off? No. Now, the, the professor's revealed that you know he's working uh, on, uh, you know, for some institution, um, right? And that <clears throat> the ten thousand volts. <laughs> uh, could be a viable option to to electrocute these these things in the sea. Yeah, I didn't buy that either. Not You're going to electrocute the sea. You're going to need a little bit more than that. What is it, a billion amps or something? It's like, come on, yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's, that's right. They they start to sort of come up with a plan on how to deal so with I this. I think he, the professor told them to go and scout uh, the best pot, uh, spot in the island. Right, you go the other side of the island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not suspicious at all. And uh, just leave me with Omar. Yes, poor Omar. I felt I did feel sorry for him. Um, he yeah. So Omar ends up Omar the beatnik, movie beatnik, ends up in the tent, 
with the professor, which yeah. is so it's the not... two ladies had gone. They right. they both gone with their hero. Right. Yeah. Right. So he's he's on his own with this not suspicious um, scientist scient- scientist quotes, and he offers him a drink. The old professor offers him a drink. He does, yes. and he's uh, apparently beatniks are all about the booze because he just like, yeah, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. This hey, is man. groovy, man. <laughs> I thought they were in more into pot, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, he likes his booze, and he necks it down. But well, yes, uh, they. I think there was some kind of uh, toast that the, the, the professor wanted to, 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 to engage him with to, to, to justify the drinking of it. But there was an ulterior motive. There was. Well, this is Omar's purpose in the film, mm. which is to meet a sticky end. And it's also it's also the thing that the, the film, it's not a very well-known film. It should be better known, I, I think. I think so. Yeah, Definitely. especially within sort of cult circles. But it isn't that well known. But the thing that is cut, you know, has a certain amount of notoriety for it is the gore. Mm-hmm. Now, we're talking about 1964. So, you know, it's not Dawn of the Dead. Um, it's not a faulty movie. You know, don't don't get the wrong impression, but there is blood and guts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically what the professor has done is he's put these flesh-eating microbe things in. So he's got them already. In, he's been experimenting right, with them. Right, he's been collecting. Clearly, he's been doing something with these things. That's right. his reason to be on the on, on this island. Right. Uh, you know, you come to work that out fairly quickly by that point. Right. And um, poor, poor old Omar has just taken the shot. Yeah, so he's put it in the in, in Omar's drink. Yeah, and, and it, get, trying to get him to, to to do the toast, which he doesn't initially do, does he? So he doesn't. Well, Beanix, this toasting isn't really the Beanix thing. I don't think he gets distracted by something, so he has to kind of sort of play along, doesn't he? Right, the professor, and right, sort of cajole him into into drinking. Well, they're kind of playing with you. Will he drink it? Will he, yeah, you know, yeah. have a moment of tension? Um, will he get away? No, no, he won't. He's going to die horribly. Yeah, very horribly. Because he's just taken, like he's just taken a, a ingested these, it, my, right. these these things, this flesh eater, and and they're quite fast acting. Yes, it's uh, more more than Rene, I would say. Yeah, I mean, he, he like five seconds later, I think he's he's holding his guts, and then they're starting to pour out. Um, <clears throat> and like I say, that's kind of it's it's weird actually. Looking back now, looking at this film now, the gore is is. It's definitely of its time, and and the gore really isn't that important Mm. in the film. But you can see that it was used to sell it. Yeah, yeah. At the time, Mm. Um, there aren't really even that many scenes with it. Um, I, you know, I think our hero gets burnt at one point. Um, The sandals get eaten away. (laughs) Omar gets eaten away. But you know, apart from that, there really isn't much in it. But that particular scene, they probably use it as a thumbnail for the film, right? That's that's uh, that's kind of the central gore moment, I guess, and it played it obviously played a much bigger part at the time. Listen, the first gore movie, I think, had come out in '63. I think it was the year before. Mm-hmm. It was actually purposely made as a gore film mm-hmm. and sold that way. So you, you know, it's very early days, but actually, it's not a big part of the film, really. No, you're right. Yeah, it's one of those one of those strange things, and you could do without that. You could actually do without the special effects in that. Bit. I say special effects. Uh, <laughs> say that loosely. Um, you know, it's it's pretty makeshift, but you know, it does the job though. It does the it, job. It, it, it. So yeah, so we're we're beat Nicholas now. Well, he was screaming in agony, wasn't he? He was. Now <laughs> the fiendish professor. The, the fiend. <laughs> Because he doesn't just dispatch him, does he? No. What he does, he grabs his recording equipment. He's got a reel-to-reel recording equipment. That's right. And uh, while, while Omar's like on the screaming floor, screaming and agony, being eaten from the inside out, yeah. the professor's uh, taking a, a recording of his screams. And you think, I don't know about you, but you think, he's just the sadist. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just likes to revel in that. Maybe we'll yeah, play it back later. play it back, you know. Yeah, smoking a cigar. Yeah, like later. <laughs> you think this is a real psycho, but actually he's got a purpose. Yeah. But, yeah. And I think this is one of the best things in the film because um, the others are away doing their thing. And this is obviously, you know, the press has thought this through. He's got a plan. He isn't, because he, he kills Omar to experiment. 
Yes, he does. There's a method to there, his to his madness. There is a method to his madness and the purpose, and and he's got an out because I mean, obviously he's got like half an Omar left. He's got to do something with him, so he sets him off on 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 his little raft again. So that raft uh, didn't get totally destroyed by no. the flesh eaters. No, <laughs> no, weirdly. So um, yeah, he ties Omar to the to, to to the mast of this little raft, and he puts the reel to reel on there. Yep. And uh, basically, he sets him adrift. Uh, he's got a timer on it. I don't know, but then it starts screaming. The, you hear the screaming, right. Omar screaming, right? <clears throat> and people here on the island, hey, where's that screaming coming from? Like, you know, yeah. And they all rush together and, and come down to the beach and see um, Omar drifting off, right, through the uh, through the flesh eaters, right, with a hole in him, if I remember yes. correctly. Yeah, where they'd eaten his stomach away, right. Uh, but he's obviously already dead. <laughs> but it, it, it's the he's kind of strapped to the yeah to the raft. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the purpose was to obviously <clears throat> experiment no more, but yep. use the screams that he'd recorded when he was actually being killed in the tent. Right, uh, play that on the raft and make you think that it's actually Omar trying to escape the island right. on his own. He's had enough, right? And obviously it hadn't worked out, and the things are actually eating him right. at that moment in time. Right. Fiendish, fiendish, cunning plan. <laughs> yeah, it's um, we we really kind of get the you know the sort of measure of the professor in his. The extents it will go through. Um, so that's Omar done. Um, can't say I was sorry to see him go. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, again... He, yeah, he wasn't a bad character, but it, yeah, the beatnik thing kind of put you off. It, it does. And also, he's not, really a, he's not really a main character. He's there to serve a purpose. He's not, you know, he's not one of the main characters, is he? So no, he, he's there to be, you know. Quite wasted, basically. Right, basically. Well, the thing is, it's such a small cast. It's kind of the shuffle that slasher movies sometimes have to play, where you've got a very small cast, or giallos. You can't take out all the stars, right? Right. You know, so it's like we need some. We need to bring a body in to to dispose of, and that that's that's poor Omar. So yeah, he's gone, um, and they think the rest of them think, oh, what's you know. Poor old Omar, he's, he's, he's been eaten alive. Little do they know. Little do they know. Um, so we're kind of we're kind of moving to the, the climax, I suppose. Um, the professor said, like, okay, like, I, I, I've got an option I've got here. We, do, we need to get this 10,000 volts, 10, volts into the sea, uh, which is going to uh, kill these um, microbes or whatever mm -hmm. they actually are. Right, because they don't know at this stage that the professor's got an even more sinister plan. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, so, yeah, you know, yeah. They're, they're still kind of on board with all this. Any chance to get off the island, really. Right. Uh, so that's what he's playing on. Uh, so they actually they actually do it, don't they? They, they introduce 10,000 volts into the into the, uh, into the whole 10,000 volts into the vastness of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that's the plan, is to basically electrocute the sea <laughs> and, and all the, you know, the, the vicious little buggers in there. Now, <clears throat> uh, we get reintroduced to um, Laura, don't we? We do. Because she's kind of caught on to the professor now. I think she's... Well, she's in the tent and yeah. she sees his big bowl of microbes yeah, kind so of yeah, twitching so exactly. and, you know, sort of ballooning yes, around. Something's and, happening to them. Well, I, I I don't know how much she actually cottons on, or she just thinks he's just the best ticket out because he knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. I think he she just suspects that you know he understands more about you know the the microbes because the microbes are the big threat now. The flesh eaters. Yeah, she's not stupid. You know, he's a microbiologist, and right. something's going on. You know, uh, that he's at the heart of. So she's quite a practical woman. Mm -hmm. So she approaches the professor, puts on her makeup, and. Unbuttons a, a blouse, a, a, blouse a little bit. She's playing. She's going to try and play it. He's not impressed, is he? No, he's a, he's a more colder, focused person than she uh, appreciate. You know, she appreciated. Right. Um, he's got bigger plans. Yeah, than her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and he stabs her. Yes. <laughs> what so the her, hell? Her come on. It was quite. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't expect that moment. No, I didn't. Did you? Not at all. So you know that that was part of this film, the shock of that. Yeah, film. I was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen this film before, but you know, you forget plots. I do, and I was genuinely surprised by that because the thing is, she's quite. A, <laughs> they were quite 
good fit women, weren't they? they were not yeah, they were. Women. And and there's, there's not that many, you know, there's only four main characters in this film. So it's kind of a shock. Hmm. You think she's going to get near the end, yeah. at least. Hmm. Maybe die, you know, by whatever means, because, you know, the, the conclusion. But no, this is like, oh, I don't know, like 20, 30 minutes before the end of the movie. It's like, what? what? <laughs> Where, where's this come from? And it's done in a way that it gives you no warning. Yeah. Yeah, that's the shock of it. Yeah, that's the shock of it. Yeah. She thought, you know, her charm <clears throat> would, would would sway him, mm. but he's like, no, yep. you, you know too much. Now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he, yeah, that's it. She's gone. Laura dead. So she gets a stab in the stomach, doesn't she? She does. She yeah, he's a big just, knife in the yeah, stomach. Yeah. And then he buries her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it is quite a shock. It, again, it's you know. It's sort of rem- reminiscent of like a sort of slasher movies, proto slasher movies, where you start getting a body count, mm. you know. So there is definitely a bit of that going on, even with the, the small cast. Or you get you kind of get a feel, a little bit of a feel of that, um, because again, most of the time, I think in these films, you expect the main characters to get at least most of the way through the movie. We have forgotten a bit. I'm sure we have, and we need to wind back a little bit. Go so. go go go! Right, so. Uh, I think after Omar gets taken out, Jan, uh, sorry, Laura, I should say, <clears throat> spots her suitcase. Oh, that's right. Yes, the suitcase full of booze, because that is that gets lost with the plane. Yes, that's right. And they find, she finds it sort of on this rocky mm-hmm. outcrop. That's right, yeah. So being the alcoholic that she is, <laughs> she sort of... Skips across the rocks right. to, to to where this and tries to get the suitcase. And and we, you know this is we're, we're well aware of the flesh is by now. Yeah. So who are sort of around that point? They well, are. They? They're gathering around. And because they're, they're sort of, we should say mention they're kind of portrayed as sort of shimmering presence. Yes. On the beach, aren't mm-hmm. they? Again, I think they just scratch the celluloid, but you know, whatever it, it works fine. So yeah, she's 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 got to get the booze, man. Yeah, and she kind of doesn't and then she can't get back and then obviously right. the hero has to right we get a hero set piece yeah. kind of you know um it's quite done quite well i thought mm-hmm. uh he kind of you know tentatively gets as near as he can and she you know it's can they get her back from the rocks and all this kind of thing uh, yeah i think it's, it's a decent sort of sense of peril mm-hmm. in that scene um but he kind of gets a little bit Caught in the water himself, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he gets uh, a little bit burnt. Yeah, so they try to eat through his clothing and get to him. So right, it, it, it's slight. They slightly get him, don't they? Like yeah, they, they're enough. They were able to cut his clothing away enough right. for them to, before they actually right. properly got got him. Well, we're kind of reminded that these things are, you know, fleshy, fleshy. <laughs> you know, so you know. Um, again, the structure of the film is, you know, it's it's perfectly good. They. Hmm. Uh, we should mention this was uh, directed by a man called Jack Curtis. Yes, Jack Curtis. Yeah, who? This is his only film, which is a crying shame. Aren't which I is like. a real shame. Um, I don't know much about him. Apparently, he was an actor and mainly a voice actor. Um, he clearly had talent. You yeah, know, definitely um, the, the composition again. The cinematography yeah. was great. Yeah, the some cinematography is terrific. Um, he know he I you know I don't think he wrote the script actually but I'm sure he was involved but you know the structure works the characters are perfectly good uh, it doesn't waste time it gets on with it um, I think the acting's perfectly yeah, good yeah they were good actors they yeah were good actors yes um, you know you've got a great baddie. oh perfect uh, it, oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen this is a, <laughs> this is a classic villain it is uh, a classic it, villain yeah. And you know, films like this live and die on the villain. Um, so yeah, he's terrific. <clears throat> but he's his only film, a bit like the appointment. That was you know. So that's this is our second one at, at least. Um, a real shame, a real shame, I have to say. But um, yeah, so we're kind of going back and forth because, like I say, it's it, it's quite easy to get mixed up with this because it is basically. People wandering around the beach. beach, beach, another place, beach, another place, right? Beach, exactly. Place. Yeah. So it's right. back and forth, you know, between the beach and the tent, beach and the, and you know, right. somewhere inland. Yeah, so. And there is a storm at one point. Yes. Um, but I, you know, again, I thought the atmosphere was was well done, and there is a sense, especially as the storm is arriving, 
kind of you do get a sense of these the, the sort of lonely shots of the beach. You do kind of get a sense of impending doom. You know, amidst amidst the sort of the B movie madness, um, it does uh, it sort of delivers the atmosphere. I think. Oh, I think so. It doesn't feel goofy. I no, don't think. there's a purpose to it. You know, a, 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 a reality. Obviously, it's a B movie. You know, hot sort of flesh eating <laughs> film. But you know, it, right. it, it comes across quite realistic in, in its approach, doesn't it? Yeah, and it has a sense of a drama as well of people. You know. It is what it is, but it isn't trash. No, I guess no, it's the point. It, was, it was above that. Massively, yeah, massively. I, I think so. In a in a pretty good, you know, it's like it's the it delivers the B movie goods at the end. What did, we won't spoil it. <clears throat> but shall we go down the proto part of that, where they now they put the ten thousand volts into the sea? We we can because that is that is quite an important point. Now, <laughs> or, or or is it the one? Can we sorry go back to the tent now and what was happening in the jar in the in tent? The, right. Well, this That's, is this is a yeah. Well, Laura kind of gets a sort of peak of that. Yes, she, she does. Yeah, yes. Uh, which is why she sort of approached. I have to question that to be honest. Like, she comes on to him basically after she, she sort of witnessed like what he's got in his tent. I'm not sure I'd be on that um, particular groove, but whatever. It doesn't go well for her. Let's no. put it that way. Um, it was a misjudgment of character, I would say. <laughs> Massive, massively. Um, yeah, and I don't. I can't remember at what point they kind of go, hmm, is it a good idea to do this? Because it isn't, is it? No. Because they, I think they kind of get the science kind of messed up, don't they? It's, it's, um, he's, he's kind of miscalculated what they actually feed on. It, it's a bit lost to me. It was a bit lost in the weeds. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It was. It was a bit like um, we're not scientists, we're not biologists, so let's kind of sort of cobble together something right. that we think might happen. Right. It's a bit pseudoscience because the, the the whole the whole kind of crux of this is supposed to be that they feed on flesh, but they hate blood. Yes. Yes. Which is weird. Which is a weird Achilles heel since you're going to be eating through blood right. as part of your flesh diet. That's, you know, genetically speaking, that's not going to work long term, I would suggest. There may be a reason that these things haven't really survived. But so that's that's kind of set, that sets us up for the finale. Now, we won't tell you exactly what happens at the end, but. But there's a background as to ultimately what's been happening. Right, exactly. Uh, it relates to what the real purpose of the professor was. Right, because he is not here for science. Well, he, he is. But science has gone bad. In the aid of profit. Yes, profit motivation. Right. Um, he isn't a Nazi. Don't say he's a Nazi. Okay. He's just been to Germany and studied their science <laughs> yeah. and stolen it. And decided to sell it to the highest bidder. Yeah. So apparently, <clears throat> during the war, he, uh, since he has some German heritage uh, as a German-American, uh, he can speak the language fluently. So sent by the Secret Service mm -hmm. uh, into Germany to infiltrate their uh, science division. Right. The evil science uh, division. And um, he comes across... Um, some experimentation mm -hmm. that the uh, Nazis were working on right. uh, with biological material. Right. And they basically created some sort of, accidentally some sort of Frankenstein type um, microbes. Right. Basically. And he's been tracking this stuff mm -hmm. <clears throat> all across the world, apparently, or certainly around the United States, because he says this, uh, this happened in wherever, Miami or whatever, and he's literally been tracking it across yeah, the ocean. So apparently what it was, the Nazis were... Uh, going to uh, send a submarine um, to oh, that's right, uh, yeah, across sort of biological America. warfare thing, yeah, wasn't and, it? and release it on the on, on the sort of um, right. east coast of, of America, right, and let it do its <clears throat> fiendish work. Yeah, you know, so I've heard Celia, yeah, yeah. but he 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 sort of killed off some of the scientists that were involved in that. Right. So he's essentially the only person that knows about this right. this thing now. So right. he's been as you say he's been tracking it hasn't he? He's been tracking it down for, Miami, for a while. Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. And he wants to massively profit from it. He, he wants to sell it to the highest bidder. Yeah. Um and he doesn't seem to care which side. He said he thought, <laughs> you know, you know I I I work for my country um and I'm happily 
I'm happy to sell it to them, to give them first dibs, essentially. Right, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the extent of his uh, patriotism. Right. Um, but, you know, so it's not a total cad? No, no, no he's, got, he's got some <laughs> sense of, uh, you know, uh, patriotic duty to him. But, sense you know, of fairness. So if they're not interested, he's like, well, well to hell with you, then I'll, I'll, send it to the, I'll send it to the Germans, the Russians, the British. Yeah, yeah he mentions us at one point. Like, yeah, okay. so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. That's that's his sole purpose, actually, to be on the island. Right, he's the, he's there for profit. He's not a Nazi, but you know he's profiting from Nazi science, and he's 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 a thorough bastard. <laughs> I think we can safely say that. And he's great. I love him. He's one of the favorite. My favorite. I think he's now in my pantheon. One right. of my favorite. Villains. He's brilliant. You, I love good villains because they, you know, they they really zhush up a film like this. Um, and he's terrific. And you know, though. I, look, those kind of actors, a lot of them kind of went unsung. Um, but without them, you just don't have... So, there's so many of these films that would just be useless. And he is terrific. He's 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 got the look. He's kind of... He's slimy when he needs... You know... Yeah, he's sort of sophisticated. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and calculating. Right, and, and right. The whole deal, you know. He's got, yeah. he's got the look about him. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. He's terrific. So, but yeah, he's got this crazy plan. <laughs> um, and, uh, and a Luger. And the Luger, the Luger <laughs> moment. He, where he whips out the Luger and it's just, oh my God, this is great. It's, it's kind of like he's gone full Nazi now. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the reveal has happened now. Yeah, that's that's it. It's like the that's the last bit we were waiting for, was <laughs> the goddamn Luger <laughs> just gets whipped out and that's it. Now we know. It kind of well. We should say though, there are twists mm-hmm. in this final section. We won't give them away, but it does. You know, again, it doesn't go straight into the inevitable to a conclusion. No, no, actually, yeah. There's a few few twists and turns. There's you, a few you, twists you, and turns. You think there's? It was above average this film, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, in that sense, you, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it gave you some shocks and <clears throat> twists, certainly. Yeah, and uh, you know, this film reminds me a little bit of the brain that wouldn't die, in the sense that. It's a B movie, slightly out of its time. You know, it's slightly, it's, it's really, it's past the, the sort of B movie heyday, <laughs> and it's looking. You know, this is only like two or three years before Night of the Living Dead, where you know horror came back and it was quite different. Um, <clears throat> and I, there's something interesting about these films that are kind of stuck in that, that weird middle. Um, and, you know, I think this is a terrific example of that. Yeah, sort of a proto of what's to come, isn't it? Right. There's an echo. Yeah, exactly. It's both hearkening back to the past and and sort of, you know, you, you, a proto slasher, pro this, that, and the other. Gore movie, a uh, little bit of the slasher thing going on, you know, kind of. Um, so, yeah, it's it's sort of, it's an interesting middle. And I, I don't honestly know why this film isn't better known. It should be. Um, I massively think this this should be um, you know, disseminated to a wider audience. Right. Massively, yeah. Especially even within sort of, you know, cult, the, the cult genre. Again, though, I think it's because of its age. Mm, okay. um, it's kind of fallen between, you know, two stools. Um, it's not... The thing is, it isn't trash, so it's not the kind of film necessarily would be covered. It might have been, but probably wasn't covered by um, Mystery Science Theatre um so you know it hasn't got that kind of rep going on but it's it's black and white that puts a lot of people off yeah, i suppose yeah you know sadly um yeah a lot of good b movies were when you want a lot of, right exactly but again the, the format you know being people know about films like them mm-hmm. because they were big hollywood films yeah, they were larger productions, but this is kind of a, you know, this is a sort of, a, you know, it's a little indie film, as we would say now, mm-hmm. that's kind of got lost. And I think that's a shame. Yeah, it's a total shame. So, yeah, um, yeah ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm, a fan, I'm a firm fan favourite now of this film. Of the flesh eaters. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the best villains uh, you'll ever come across, I, I think. Yeah, a uh, totally underrated villain. Uh, yeah. He played it perfectly. Didn't yeah. Plus Luger. Plus, Luger, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sinister looks, the accent. Oh, it's per- it was perfect, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no, I think that's a good one. I think that's worth seeking out. Yeah, absolutely. What was the dread secret of this horror that was born out of science and madness? 
Was there no way to escape? The Flesh Eaters. Right, so yeah, there we go. That was The Flesh Eaters. Um, thumbs up from us. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. One of my faves. Gary did, did, did well. He did, yeah. <laughs> For once. <laughs> For once. Oi. Um, no, that was a good one. So what have we got next week, Gary? Get ready, Andy. Because next week, we're diving into the eerie world of Night of the Demon. It's a British horror classic that's been sending shivers down spines for decades. But that's just the start of it. October is Halloween month, and we've got four weeks packed with spine-tingling horror films that'll keep you on the edge of your seat. Tune in, folks. It's going to be a scream. Okay, so we got Night the Demon next week. Wow, that's yeah. a classic. Classic black and white mm. horror from... What is it, late 50s, wasn't it? 57, I th- okay, think. I know it was late 50s. 56, 57, I want to say. Mm. Yeah, so I guess we're kicking off um, uh, Halloween month with... Yeah. Horror classic. Well, a great way to kick it off. Yeah. Okay, well, so that's that's next week. Um, I'll say goodnight and see you then. Good night. Say goodnight, Gary. My name is not Gary. I am a HAL 9000 advanced computer. Good night, flesh sacks. Thank you for joining us for another mind-bending episode of The Cinefreak Show. Remember to visit us at cinefreakco.uk. And don't forget to send in your feedback to Gary at cinefreakco.uk. This has been a Cinefreak production, your favorite for all things weird and wonderful in the world of classic cult cinema. Good night, carbon-based life forms.